Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jordan Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Hey, welcome back to uh, Spring Sports Brewery. Brett Martineau along with Austin Lane and Casey Kurtz. Now, Austin Lane, former NFL guy, obviously played right here for the Jags for a while, current MMA fighter. Uh, what are you, like, called in the morning? Like, morning host? Is that what they call Like, they used to call you guys, like, disc jockeys and stuff, but that's Oh, yeah, Brett, I mean, the, what is this, the 80s? No, uh, the, the people just call me, like, a morning show co-host, you could say. Yeah, morning yeah. show co-host. And uh, afternoon superstar here on yeah. uh, just uh, ESPN 690 with millions of people watching and listening from around the globe. Without a doubt, and I can't stress this enough, I am not a disc jockey because I'm not playing the songs. So stop coming in my mention saying, why are you playing Ariana Grande for the 50th time? Not yes. my call, okay? That's above my pay grade. Just go with the Ed flow Sheeran. and enjoy the content. Ed Sheeran, <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo, all the, hey, all the top hits, Brent. Absolutely. Um, but my point in this is if there was something else to add to the resume, near the top of the list could be a professional skateboarder, right? Like, if you, if, like in your dream scenario. Yeah. You wouldn't mind that, right? Like, I'm not, am I overshooting that? Now, maybe it's like, you, like you're playing the guitar and stuff, too, so you, I mean, yeah. I, you probably have some other thing. You probably want to produce, like, an anime or something. I mean, you, you're, yes, so wide, for sure. you're so well-rounded yeah. that I don't I a, know. I mean, I have a script ready to go. Director credits for Squid Game, <laughs> you know, something like that. No. Like, <laughs> no, but I don't, I don't think my mind's not that diabolical, but. Uh, but. What, so skateboarding would be near it, right? I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I think if, if my life would have made a couple turns here or there, um, you know, skateboarding might have been the the career. It's just, you know, I, I stuck with football over skateboarding, and I don't regret that. Obviously, my life turned out great, but um, you know, I, I still enjoy skating. I, I don't do it um, as much as I should. Obviously, I don't want to embarrass myself. But my son, who's six years old, he's getting into it as well. So it's always something that you know I enjoyed doing as a kid up until high school, and now it's cool because I can kind of live vicariously through my son a little bit as he starts his journey with it as well. Well, I do all that just so Manny Santiago would not have to Google you. Oh, sure. Or us. <laughs> sure. All right. But <laughs> now he joins the show here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Uh, Manny, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate the time. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. That's a heck of an introduction right there. I mean, I just want yeah, to give you yeah, all no. the background on, on Austin. But he's seriously, I mean, all he wears is van, so I figure that's got to be at least a step towards skateboarding. <laughs> no, that's a step forward, especially if it's on skates, too. You know he's going to have to take him to the park, which means the little kid's going to come out of him, and he's going to want to push around. So, Without a doubt. I think he's taking the right steps. Absolutely. Uh, Go ahead, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to tell everybody, I mean, man, he's, uh, he's going to be in town, obviously, um, in Jacksonville in a bit as we get the, the, the big skateboarding championships right here in Jacksonville for the first time, which is really cool. Uh, but Manny also competed in the Tokyo Olympics uh, for Puerto Rico yeah. and is a street league skateboarding select series champion uh, back in 2013. So the skateboarding world knows exactly who Manny is. And Austin, you do too. I do as well. And Manny, you mentioned it. So I have a six-year-old son right now. He's just getting into skateboarding, and it's cool you know, watching him take that journey. I mean, a crazy thing about you is you were 14 years old when you started, and you started in Massachusetts, yeah. where in Massachusetts, you know, it snows there, so you can't skate year-round. What, yeah. what, what yeah. was that like getting kind of a late start, and what was that progression like? Um, it's kind of like how you said, you know, skateboarding found your son, and he, he found a love for it. Uh, skateboarding found me one day. It was just a bunch of kids skating, and then I really liked 
that they were having fun and then I realized I can have fun and uh, it just became my oasis from reality. I was able to disconnect from the world and just do something I loved every day. And, you know, just like in, with anything else, when when life tries to tell you that you can't do it, you find a way. So we would shovel the skate park. <laughs> we would skate at gazebos in certain parks. We would walk in, around in, with bags in our, you know, in our shoes so our, our toes wouldn't get wet. We did everything we could to, to be able to skate. Wow. Manny Santiago with us here, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Hey, Manny, when was the time where you were like, holy cow, I just did that? Like in those days that you're talking about, I was like, hey, I just did that. I might be able to, I might be pretty good at this. Uh, I think it's just when when you start to get creative within within your field and realize that there's a lane for you that, that you want to explore. Um, and mine was like flipping into handrails. And as I started to grow into that, I was like, Wow, there there is something for me here, and I would love to make this my everyday life. And I, you know, you just gotta sacrifice and and be passionate about what you do. And I feel like you're gonna accomplish whatever you want. Well, man, and you mentioned you know being passionate and accomplishing what you want. And obviously, in street skating, you're gonna take the injuries, man. If we're doing the the oh, stairs, yeah. if we're riding rails, and, and like for you, I'm so intrigued by it. I kind of pick your brain a little bit because let's be honest, dude, you're 36 years old, and from the yeah, outside yeah, looking yeah. in, people are gonna say that's young. But in skateboarding years, you know, having paid your dues, I mean, that's, that's been a toll on your body. How have you been able to, to make it this far and obviously still progressing in the sport and being one of the favorites of the sport? Uh, well, for me, is that I tried to set no limitation um, when it comes to that. Yeah, for, for my age, where I'm at in my career, like most people, uh, you know, we're just starting to break the barrier and the mold of age within skating. There's a couple other people like uh, Ryan DeCenzo, Paul Rodriguez that were all around the same age, and we're pushing our skateboarding still to this day. And for me, it's like I don't want to ever let off something that I love and admire. I have too much left in the tank, and um, I have, you know, I haven't even peaked yet. And that's that's the only thing that somewhat scare. It's like scary and exciting because I'm 36, I haven't peaked yet. Um, but like you said, how do I do it? I just got home with from skating with Paul. We were training, getting ready for the contest, and I just got home, made up. You know, made an oatmeal smoothie with peanut butter and, <laughs> and sat in some ice bags. So I just finished icing as the, the call picked up. So it's just by taking care of your body and putting the right stuff in your body and being able to, to keep yourself motivated. You know, that that's another one is to keep yourself motivated within this kind of level because this is a whole different level. Like, I could still skate if I want for the rest of my life, but it's this kind of skating that is hard to keep motivated. And I, I feel like there's too much to accomplish in life and within skateboarding, that, that that's what motivates me. Well, and Manny, and you mentioned, you know, the, the motivation and the really it's the progression of the sport because I'm sure as you were coming up, much like when I was coming up, it wasn't so much about we didn't know how much the progression was taking part until we saw skateboard features getting released every year in a video or we go into competitions and you see, like, you watch the X Games. Yeah. Like, okay, this sport has progressed by this much. Well, nowadays yeah. with social media and everything, I mean, someone lands something gnarly, it's like, okay, well, that's there for everyone to see right when it happened. How crazy has that yeah. been now in terms of the progression where every single day someone's doing something new or something crazy, and it's like, how much added pressure is that to you to try to one-up those people? Uh, well, well, it's crazy because, like you said, when I, so when I first started skating, we were waiting every two to four years uh, for a new video to come out where there was, like, the girl video, the S video, the flip skateboards video, like, a bunch of videos, and it, you had to wait those 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 years to then know what was possible. Mm -hmm. Like, what, what last trick Eric Coffin was doing, what trick Chris Cole was doing, and, and, and you know, and Scott Kane and all these other skaters. So you're, like, looking at that with those gaps. Nowadays, with social media, you see it every single day. So 
it's like a double-edged sword because it doesn't give you it doesn't give like people enough time to actually digest what they're watching and give it time to appreciate it but it's also speeding up the progress of progression because you're seeing what can be done every single day but by all these kids and like i said that's what motivates me because i i am one of those kids and i still feel like i'm one of those kids so i can't i can't be outdone by the new school because my school did it so hard that i feel like i it's up to me to keep to, to let let the world know that you know the the experienced guys still have the flame inside, and usually in the past uh, people you know they they reacted different to that. They just said, "Oh, my time's up." Well, mm-hmm. we're trying to we're trying to change. We want to represent the idea that we can skate as hard as we want for as long as we want. So even those people that start at 25 don't give up by 30. If they really want to pursue skating, they got the rest of their lives to do that. So that, that's the motivation behind. Yeah, no, no. Sorry to cut you off there, man. Manny Santiago no. with us. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Street League Skateboarder World Championships coming to Jacksonville next month. How about coming to yeah. Jacksonville? This is new for us, right? I mean, uh, what's your expectation deal? Obviously, I would assume you'd like to be in a new place and something different. But yeah. what are your expectations as as uh, someone who will be here actually performing um, for Jacksonville yeah. as a host? No, I'm very excited. Um, I, I grew up uh, in the beginning of my career when it starts to blossom down in Jupiter, Florida. So I'm very familiar with the Florida area. And uh, I think it's amazing. There was just a, you know, a big uh, UFC fight there not too long ago, and it was crazy. So we're expecting it to be crazy and for a lot of people to come out and support. We're going to put on a good show. We're going to have a good time, and we're going to show people why skateboarding is so important. And uh, I think we're just looking to have a good time. Jacksonville is a very beautiful area, and and I think that uh, you're going to see a lot of skateboarders uh, around that weekend. Hey, Austin, we've done some, like, promos we've cut before, you know, like you were the mic guy and stuff for, for different events. Yeah. Manny, if you if you were, like, there's diehard skateboarding fans. I get it. But there's also a casual audience that you'd love to come down and yeah. check it out. Like, what, yeah. what do you say to those folks? What's the sell? What are they going to see, be a part of, feel here in Jacksonville next month that's like, hey, bring your family down, check this out, because you don't want to miss it. Yeah, no, they definitely don't want to miss it because it's going to be uh, the best skateboarding in the whole entire world in one building, one weekend, with the most emotional roller coaster within tricks that you will see, and the score jumping up and down, and the crowds yelling, and the people having a good time. People leave. People will leave uh, the contest as new skateboard fans, and they will continue to follow Street League after that. Man, you know, uh, I spoke with Paul Rodriguez uh, a few months back. We did a face-to-face interview, and that was great. And I, I kind of got a, a glimpse of his mindset of, you know, what he brings to the street league and how he preps and just, you know, his mindset going through a competition. And, you know, having seen videos of you before, um, you know, it, it's always refreshing to see you because you're always having fun with it, it seems like. Like, you're, you're always smiling. And, and really a big part of your brand is your smile yeah. and, and your smile yeah. having a chipped tooth as well. I know how you did it, but can you kind of just share the story of how you chipped your tooth and why you decided to keep it chipped while actually you lost the tooth and now you, you know you, yeah. have, you have a toothless smile but like why why did you choose to keep that uh i just you know the way i lost it was at a skateboard contest during the amateurs and i face planted onto the ground trying to trick that i've been doing all day um and then eventually when it got infected um i was stubborn enough to re- to not realize that it was my tooth and I was like two days away from dying from the infection. So when they finally pulled it, um, I was going through so much pain that I didn't want to deal with it. But it was my mom's encouragement that she told me, you know, because I really love my smile. She told me, it doesn't matter if you're missing a tooth, you're so beautiful regardless. So 
Um, after she told me that, I was like, all right, my mom, the one that gave me birth, is okay with this, and I'm fine with it. <laughs> I love it. Wow, what a story that is. Hey, when, where will you be coming from when you travel to Jacksonville, and what does a skateboarder's travel bag look like? Well, I'll be flying out of most likely LAX, and for that weekend, since, since it'll be just like a five-day you know, I'll bring a couple pairs of shoes, you know, one one to floss when I'm not skating on my chillers. Then uh, just my cargo is a bunch of T-shirts, um, definitely like a Norma Tech, like, leg machine, some, like, ice pack stuff, and, you know, the heart and the will to bring home that W on the championship. So that's a pretty big bag I'm bringing. That's awesome. Uh, hey, give, me, uh, and give me your favorite, like, what's the best name of a trick in, in – uh I say trick, a move. <laughs> what should I say? Oh, no, you're right. No, no, you're fine, man. You're good. You're good, right. Brent. Yeah. You actually said it right. Brent, you, you, you're, you're absolutely killing this right now. Yeah. Brent, keep going, man. I mean, last time I skateboarded, yeah. I was like seven or eight, really, if I'm being fully honest. But uh, what is, what is, what's like the best name? I mean, sometimes we come up with great names for X Games uh, stunts. There you go, stunts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what's the, no, what, what, right. do you have a favorite? You right. It's tricks. Um, I, I always feel like, just for the crowds and for everyone, a 360 flip is always, like, the best because they're thinking if the person's going to do a 360 or if the board's going to do a 360 and if they're actually going to do a backflip, but they're not, it's just the board does a 360 kickflip. So I feel like that's always, like, the go-to kind of people wondering, well, what's a 360 flip? Like, they think the person's going to actually, like, probably do, like, a backflip or something. <laughs> like that, just the board. <laughs> man, I got one last question for you, man. You, you know, Brent mentioned this in the beginning. You took part in the Olympics. I'll be honest. I never thought we would see skateboarding in the Olympics. Where, where, where does that moment on your career in taking part, representing your country, and, and literally just competing, um, you know, on the biggest stage possible uh, to try to win a, um, a medal? What, what does that mean to you? Um, I mean, just like how I won my way into Street League, it was a milestone because Street League is – you know, uh, by far the most important contest uh, right now in our industry for showcasing of the best street style skateboarding within a skate park. Um, but just like that, the Olympics was another milestone, like to be able to represent my country on the biggest stage in the whole entire world alongside a bunch of our, you know, a bunch of my peers and getting to meet like my countrymen who, who work just as hard as I do that. I feel like it's definitely a milestone, but I'm also shooting for a couple more Olympics. So, uh, it's just it's just one for now, but we, we got many more things to accomplish. I love it, man. Well, take it from someone who's 33 years old who's still fighting in a cage, man. I got nothing but respect for you, and I'm be, I'm be following you, man. Wishing you nothing but success. Thank you. I appreciate it. And remember, hey. it's not about the losses. It's about the comeback. I like it. Uh, we like remember. that. Always hey. remember that because I watched the fights. I watched a couple of the fights, so... You know what I'm saying? It's just keep going, don't stop. That's my attitude. It's not a. It's about the story. It's not always just about like the things you accomplish within the story. It's the, the path. So thank you for doing that. Being going from one sport to another, and not being scared to put yourself in that situation. That's very important for the for the people to see. It's very motivating that you don't just have one path in life. You can have many paths. Yeah, that's a, a great message, by the way. I mean, I wear makeup for a living on my other job, so. <laughs> maybe, you can start, maybe you can start wearing wigs now. You can go from makeup yeah, come to wigs. Brent. You can switch it up. Step your game up, Brent. Let's go. Hey, hey, well, that's one. Manny Santiago, we appreciate you joining us, man. Can't wait to see you next month. But Manny Slays, all was that given to you, or did you come up with that? No, no, that was given to me uh, by the owner of Thrasher Magazine. At the okay. time, I skated for one of his brands, and. He realized in all aspects I slay all, so he gave me that name. Ah, well, hey, slay all when you come to Jacksonville, man. Appreciate talking to you and you taking the time. All right, thank you. You guys have a wonderful time.
All right, uh, that's Manny Santiago. Be here next month uh, as the Jacksonville, uh, the city of Jacksonville hosts the uh, World Championships in skateboarding. Uh, love the personalities. Now that's a couple, yeah. right? Uh, that we've been having. We'll, we'll try to get a couple more on too, so you kind of know who some of these guys are. And and there's only 25 that are going to be here for the World Championships. Mm -hmm. So. You know, you really can kind of pick a favorite, right? Oh, for <laughs> sure. Like yeah. Toothless Manny Santiago, <laughs> right? Or, uh, which, by the way, his Twitter feed, like, actually says that. I think, um, let me just double-check. He says, professional skateboarder, just kid, just a kid with a missing tooth in a dream. I love it. I love <laughs> hey, it, what man. a message to him. By the way, he did his homework on you. No, yeah, that, that's fantastic, man. That was, a, that was a very cool compliment that he gave us. Yeah, I mean, listen, like, I, I, I've known who this guy is for a while, and it's just... It's like he said, because if you watch any sort of the X Games in terms of skateboarding, there is this this new generation of kids coming up who have seen every single YouTube video, every single tutorial of how to be a good skateboarder, and they're here now. And we're talking about, like, 14- and 15-year-olds absolutely killing it. And, uh, you know, Manny Santiago is a guy, along with Paul Rodriguez, who they had to come up the hard way. There was no YouTube. You had to yeah. wait for those skate videos to get released. So... You know, it's almost like the, the last of a dying breed that you cheer for because, you know, these, these are like legends in my eyes and a lot of fans' eyes where it's like they're the old school, and I think sometimes you got to cheer for the old school. Yeah, they're the OG, the OG. as people I like see to you, say. Brent. Yeah, you're welcome. Here I, I am you, today. Man. I'm all over this game. Uh, <laughs> the, it's, a, it's a fascinating point, though, that you bring up because I, we're, we're all over the place and we're talking with Manny there, and I almost asked him, like, is it weird knowing that a 12-year-old kid is kind of trying to one-up you, you yeah. know, and do stuff that maybe you can't do. And if you think about, like, the business world, right, there's really this, there has been this movement. I think people are kind of over it and now understand it. But if you go back probably 10, 15 years ago, there are all these people that had been in their industry for some 30, 35 years, and they were getting pushed out by kids, right? <sighs> for sure. It, it, that's the business world. And but the reason why that happened is, obviously to save money mm -hmm. by the businesses and but the old folks older folks didn't like that mm -hmm. um, and for good reason they were losing their jobs mm -hmm. right and and most people I mean I know my dad in his industry that was kind of starting to happen you could see it start to happen and it's like well this kid doesn't know it half as much as I know yeah. and the people just didn't care well in your world let's just say MMA or really more more for everybody to know like the football mm -hmm. Listen, there could be a very good pass-rushing defensive end, and he's 12, and he's 14, and he's 15. But there's no way he can play in the NFL because he's not physically mature enough to do it. Yeah. Right? For sure. So you don't have to worry about that. Uh, I think of an industry like maybe music. And music, there are some probably like 32-year-old musicians that have been stars, and you've got this 13-year-old <laughs> that comes up and she can sing the heck out of it. And you're prodigy, like, what the yeah. heck, right? For sure. What the heck? Yeah. There's very few walks of life that you get 12-year-old, 13-year-old, 11-year-old that can do the thing maybe better than you mm -hmm. or more popular than you. Yeah. And so skateboarding is very unique in that sense. And again, there are other sports, but very unique kind of element of, of their world that they're like, I know way more than this kid about this industry, about everything else. I had to do it differently. I didn't have this to help me out. I hate that kid. <laughs> you know? No, for sure. No, <laughs> you're absolutely right. But, you know, it's, it's amazing also that the parodies, though, that we see um, in the NFL. You know, like, we, we celebrate a guy like Tom Brady because this guy is in his 40s. He's defying his age, and he's going out there, and, he, and he's putting up some of the best numbers we've ever seen. 
and obviously the championships speak for themselves. But we celebrate it because, I mean, you know, I don't know if we celebrate it, but, like, we respect it, let's just say, because some people want to hate on Tom Brady. But you have to respect it because of the work that he puts in. And, and that's how, like, I feel like guys like Manny and Paul Rodriguez are, where it's like, and, and if you go online, you, you can see, like, Manny Santiago, he's got, like, his whole, he has to do a warm-up before he even gets on a skateboard. Right. I mean, hey, yeah. when if you're a kid, you can get on, you can take all these, uh, you know, all these slams and you're fine. But when you get older, you know, obviously you, your body starts giving up on you a little bit. So you have to be smarter uh, and it takes a lot more time to warm up. And to me, that's what it says about skateboarding or football is when you have these guys who have been doing it forever. You know, the, the Tom Brady's, the Frank Gore's who can compete at a high level, despite the fact that, you know, their body is maybe on the back nine. I mean, that's everything because it goes to show you their work ethic because you, like, if you're young, you know, if you're in your prime in the NFL, yeah, talent can, t- talent can get you places, right? I mean, obviously, hard work can get you there as well. But when you're past your prime, um, when, when you're in your 40s like Tom Brady, it's all about your work ethic and how you go about your craft. I mean, it's as simple yeah. as that. And, and that's why I think players like that and obviously skateboarders as such who are a little older should be celebrated because they're, they're doing the work and then some just to try to get their bodies ready to go. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. And, and by the way, I don't want to say like Manny Santiago hates the kids that are coming up. I, that's not really what I meant. Mm-hmm. I actually think that's that world, especially, probably appreciates those kids and the progression of the sport, right? Because they help lay a foundation for the sport to now be in the Olympics, to mm-hmm. now have world championships that are coming to Jacksonville and rotating cities and things like that. So, and now it's these kids that now they're passing the torch to them that will help grow the sport even more. So, interesting dynamic. Uh, should be a lot of fun yeah. in November. Again, I think that's. I like stuff where you don't have to be a diehard to appreciate it or also come out and be entertained by it. And yeah. I think there'll be a lot of entertainment value, especially if you look up and get to know some of these guys and participants uh, as we get closer and closer to the uh, skateboarding championships coming to Jacksonville in November. Uh, we'll be back. String Sports Brewery, the place to be here today on a Wednesday. Jaguars All Access coming up at 7 o'clock on Fox 30. Uh, we talk some more football on the way as well. Here from Strings in Springfield on ESPN 690. Yeah, I'm not sure. I honestly haven't really thought about it. I haven't even packed yet, so I need to probably do that. We're leaving tomorrow. Um, but I need to look at that. There's some. I think we'll have a little bit of time to, to go out and explore for a second, so... Um, it'd be cool to get out and see it. Obviously, I've never been there, so it'll be it'll be fun. It sounds a little dramatic, so I, I hesitate to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, Trevor Lawrence going to London to me, it, it sends back, like, obviously you think London, you think England, you think royalty, right? Well, I think here in town, like, him and his wife Marissa kind of feel that way right now, right, this year. Mm-hmm. And I go back to when he got out for the draft, and they, they – came out of the car and the kids from the one elementary school were here to greet him and it was the day after he got drafted and i just remember i think he had like this uh just that when they got out of the car there's just like this aura of they almost feel like royalty you know (laughs) like coming out here in jacksonville that's what crossed my mind that entered my mind uh and just their comfort level of that scene and you could tell he had been around all this forever like this wasn't new to him this didn't surprise him and uh, so it is kind of ironic and interesting to me that he could be walking around london where obviously royalty is a thing uh, maybe he can be the king of london if he gets a win now you're talking is, is there a king of london no i don't think so like okay. a prince or something i got you i mean there's a king of england obviously but yeah. <laughs> king of london. hey you said it not me hey. 
<laughs> just don't stay at Buckingham Palace. <laughs> All right, let's yeah. go on to something I know a little bit more about. Let's bring in Jared Rice from the Players Championship. He's the executive director. He is the king of the players. I, I was waiting for that. Tra- I, I, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I bet. So predictable, but I but I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Constantly <laughs> a professional, man. Never stops. So predictable, can, but but true. <laughs> I can only hope my boss is listening, so thank you for saying that. How you been, man? What's going on? Doing doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, yeah, things things are, are, are doing well. Exciting. We're uh you know, we're starting to turn the corner here, getting ready for 2022, and uh, you know those are those are certainly, like I said, exciting times around here, and we're, we're really looking forward to uh, getting back to to normal and and what we've all known and love about players. So it's coming coming soon. Yeah, I was going to say, does it feel like I said this to somebody in our world, and I understand. Listen, there's a thing. Uh, this is still a thing. COVID's a thing. Uh, yes. Vaccinations, a, a topic. All uh, this has not gone away. It's not eliminated or done. But I feel like there's a sense, and, and this is, again, depending on how you are hit by it right now or have been hit by it, that, that things have turned in the, okay, let's see what the other side looks like. Is that kind of your feel of the players? You, you've, you've weathered, obviously, having to lose the Players' Championship in 2020, uh, you know, not capacity in 2021, all the hurdles of everything that goes into putting on any event right now. Does it feel like 2022 is going to be like 2019? Well, I would say based on the last two playings, I've really tried to get out of the prediction business. And, um, you know, it is, it is like you said, it's very unpredictable. It's something we're still dealing with. And, you know, those things being said, you're, you're right. It does feel like we are, um, if you look at um, – you know, Jag games, Florida State games. Uh, you know, watch, you're watching the you know, Red Sox and um, you know others in the Major League Baseball playoffs and, and packed stadiums. Those are all really encouraging signs. Uh, that said, we're you know, again we're, we're prepared operationally to to deliver it in an unrestricted environment, and um, you know, we're going to be optimistic about that. But again, if anything, the last two years have taught us is to be to be ready to be flexible. And, um, you know, if the environment changes, unfortunately, fortunately, we have a pretty good playbook of um, what we need to do in order to still deliver the tournament at a really high level for the community. I called you the king of the players. Um, I don't know if that comes with a raise, but it comes with a raise in the purse for the players championship. Uh, you guys are going from 15 million to 20 million uh, in the purse. How, I mean, shoot, that's substantial, isn't it? It is, um, but you know when you think it, you, know, you think about it. Uh, just you know, again, as you as you mentioned, purse and twenty million, and that will mean uh, a little over three and a half million for the winner. I think when you you look at it a little bit holistically, and you know, I mean this in that the, it shows that the tour is you know one is committed to maintaining our position as you know again a premier global event for men's professional golf or premier tour for men's professional golf. And we have invested in this property for years. And um, I would even go back in the, you know, not too distant future to, you know, 2016 when we recreated the entry facility and we remodeled six and 12 into a drivable par four and invested significantly in the the plant and equipment, the property. Um, We've, you know, fibered every hole in the golf course so that fans, when you come out, you can watch every shot live on your on your mobile device. Uh, you've seen the new entry behind number 17. There's a new headquarter facility on 210. If you haven't driven by, 
um, you'll notice it. Uh, we also announced a new uh, uh, production facility that's going to go in between uh, or adjacent to our uh, to our headquarters here. So those are all examples of how we're invested. And, um, you know, I think this elevated purse really furthers our efforts to deliver the best championship in men's professional golf, and it's really exciting. Jared, obviously, I mean, I can talk golf all day along with Brent, but I'm more concerned about the entertainment standpoint as well. And like you said, I mean, it's it, it's constantly, uh, you know, a revolving door right now just because we don't know what's going to happen with COVID in the up-and-coming months. But, like, have the talks started yet of, get, of booking a musical act, or are we not going to go musical act this year? How are we looking on that angle? Um, military Appreciation Day on Tuesday. Uh, that's a big part. And yes. uh, of Tuesday, kicking off the week, and we anticipate bringing that back. Yes, it started. It's, uh, you know, again, for anyone who is, uh, you know, even, you know, passively in this business, uh, you know that there's a lot of pent-up demand, and uh, it's, it's been a little bit of a challenge to, to, to um, you know, get, get the attention of some, some acts, but um, we're right in the middle of that right now. So trust will we'll come through. I think we've, we've, uh, we've done pretty well the last few years. So we're, we're looking forward to Tuesday. And obviously, I don't want you to, to you know, spill the, the names being considered, but are we leaning country, pop? Reggae, hip hop. Hey, Jared, you rock. gotta remember now. Austin like does this uh, morning co-hosting on ninety-five point one now, so he's really into Ariana Grande. Yeah, songs um, like that. I mean, that, that, like that. That'd be a big get. Well, if you, well, I was gonna say if you have her on, we'd love an introduction and invite her down. Yeah, okay. that's great. Um, Austin, hey, I can listen, we, <laughs> last year with uh, or two years ago, excuse me, with. Uh, with chain smokers, that was we stepped out of our of our of our country comfort zone. So I think we've proven we're we're willing to look at just you know again great entertainment, people that appreciate the military. So um, we are talking to multiple genres right now. Very I, like right. I want to get genre in on your uh, on your show today. It's a great I word. like it. It's a great breaking word. news I, by the way. Brent, it's breaking news. It's going to put that, that out there. Breaking. Casey, you on that? that out. <laughs> Multiple genres being considered. Uh, uh, it's about as breaking news as did you know Austin Lane is nicknamed the Butcher for his picks all making the cuts uh, here on uh, on ESPN 690. Uh, the I, I do have one final question for you about the um, uh, about the purse. I, I, I should know this. Uh, like I, obviously the investments there, but. Can you share with, like, where does that come from? Like, do you need to have more sponsors to create a purse, or does the tour kind of just say, hey, we're going to put this money up front and invest into the tournament like that? Like, not just, I guess, at the players, but at all events. Like, where does the elevated dollars actually come from? Well, it's a good question because, you know, purse has, has gone up at more than just players, but, you know, clearly this is uh, by far the biggest purse in golf, and, and let me touch on, and, and rightfully so. And you, you'd probably your listeners probably expect me to say that, but for those of you that've been out here, you know, think you think about what goes into the Players Championship, and sometimes we, because we, we're so close to it, we forget statistically the best 144 players. Okay, so from a competitive set, it is the hardest championship to win because the field is the best 144 players in the world over the course of the last 12 months coming here, period. Uh, the course, we've heard them say that, the, the players say that. It's hard. It doesn't favor anyone's style of play, and you have to have every shot in your game, and it was designed uh, where you know you, you had to reward ball striking. Justin Thomas, great example of, of that last year, and our, our, our past champions for that matter. 
So hardest hardest tournament to win at a at a course that's the ultimate neutral course. It it, it again rightfully has that purse that's uh, just incredibly rewarding and, and commensurate with the value of of winning the championship. Um, you know how our business works. I mean, there's um, you know not surprising media relationships. Um, you know, and that's that's a, a bigger area of our business. Uh, title sponsorships, uh, local partners, um, our volunteers. It all matters. It all goes into. Um, you know, really ultimately how this works. So it's a bit of a rising tide, um, to be honest with you. And, you know, I think as you've seen the, the, the game grow uh, significantly in the last you know, handful of years and even so more recently, um, it's played a big um, big part in our ability to you know, create more sponsorships and create more value, and things like this are a, a byproduct of it. Wow. Best, no doubt about it. I uh, appreciate all you do, and we love that it's right here in Northeast Florida. Uh, good talking to you, man. We'll talk to you soon again, and uh, be well. Be expecting a text from uh, from Austin about how to contact Ariana Grande and others. Yes, I got you, man. Uh, listen, I'll, I will look for that, and uh, you'll hear back from me immediately. I appreciate you guys having me on. <laughs> Thanks, man. Have a good one. Thanks. Be good. That's Jared Rice, executive director of the Players Championship. I mean, is, is the internet going crazy right now? Like, yeah. uh, are, are we trending worldwide? How are we doing this? <laughs> Probably pretty good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of worldwide, like, again, that's – I did wonder that. I knew we were going to talk a little bit about the purse being expanded by that amount, and I wondered where it came from. Uh, I, I think indirectly, Jared kind of said – like this game is so global and some of their global media partnerships are massive Austin like yeah. really you know we think about the the only really rights we talk about are like the NFL it feels like when the NFL rights fee comes and we see the billions of dollars attached to it for CBS and Fox and ABC and NBC and ESPN we're like whoa that's a big like we don't really pay attention to that stuff well the dollars involved across the globe with the golf, and obviously it's headquartered right here, uh, are massive and another, you know, kind of indirect way of beefing up all the purses and the popularity of golf is the, um, and Casey, you know this, the betting that is now happening in the world of golf. And that part of it is, I still think, just scratching the surface, most likely. So um, there's a lot of, of, of new money, uh, I, I guess you would say. And uh, the popularity, it's amazing. Like, you could, you wouldn't say 10 years ago we would ask the question, okay, like, where's golf without Tiger Woods playing? And be like, oh, it's going to take a major hit. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't is the point. Like, it really has. It's, it's as big as it's ever been. And, sure, Tiger, by the way, helped buoy a lot of that stuff that's now transpired. But they've been able to close those deals and popularize, uh, make it even more popular. And, and also the amateur golfer playing off the pandemic has boomed golf. So it's really a, a good day and age to be uh, a part of golf and wrestling, Austin, and well, wrestling. Well, and wrestling, thank you for throwing in there. And you know what they say, Brent, <laughs> bigger the purse, bigger the, the musical act on military night. That's a rule in golf. So I, I, I can't wait to hear. One, Hey, Brent, you know what they say? One to watch for now. One to watch One to for. Watch. That's One right. to watch for. Watch the tape. All genres being considered. <laughs> Reg, I mean, do we go, I, I don't know. You can go hip-hop? I hope the Cox Cluster hopefully has taken that and ran with it. I hope that so. That should be spread out on WOKV and APE and all the rest of the Eagle, all Everywhere. the EZI, all of them. Everywhere. Everyone. You heard it right here first. You better believe ESPN it. 690. All genres considered. One to watch. For Military Appreciation Night Players Championship. Hey, we will have our golf picks a little bit later. The Butcher at work. Where's it at again? <laughs> For real. Once and again, he's done his homework. Once again, we'll be Las Vegas. Again? Uh, yeah. Same again. course? No. 
<laughs> how many courses are in Las Vegas? Are they going uh, to Top Golf? <laughs> how many how many golf courses are in Las Vegas actually? Bro, think. Oh, I, I want you to think about how much money is in Las Vegas and then think about golf. I mean, listen, I, if you could spend two weeks in one place, Vegas would probably be a good okay. ideal location to do so. Okay, I got you. I wonder, is it like the same field, Casey? No, this Very is uh, no, this is the CJ Cup, so it's a little more uh, prestigious. Okay. So every yeah, yeah. everybody's in the field for the most part. Okay, okay well, good to CJ. see we've all done our picks homework. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll have our picks a little bit later. We come back from strings uh, right after this on ESPN 690. This is what baseball wants. I mean, I think uh, as I understand it, all the series are done, and so we're going to be the only show in town. So. Uh, if you uh, have a pulse or uh, you're a sports fan, you, you better be watching Dodgers-Giants. So it's going to be a great one. Sounds like Dave Roberts. You betcha. It feels like, I, I said this a couple weeks ago, actually, I think from right here in the seat at String Sports Brewery, that I don't feel like people hate the Dodgers as much as they hate teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox even. But I do feel like most people would be pulling for uh, the Giants here, right? It's it's funny that we're talking about this because Casey and I talked about this before the show, actually, in terms of, like, who are we rooting for now uh, in the MLB playoffs? And we, we both arrived. The only team to root for now is the Giants. So we're both on board here. Go Giants. Go Giants. Because everybody else, I don't care what happens to you. Yeah, I think that's that's an interesting point. Now, I know you don't like the Braves because they just beat you. Sure don't, and I don't like Jock um, Peterson either. Can't say it enough. I don't know if the rest of the world feels that way about the Braves. Um, I do think many people are like, I asked some, Ty had some buddies over, actually, uh, yeah, he had some buddies over yesterday, and I was asking, like, who are you rooting for, the Red Sox now? Because <laughs> they're Yankees fans. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. you're rooting for the Red Sox? And even Casey said it, right? He's like, yeah, I kind of root for the Red Sox because I don't want Houston to win. Like, people, I didn't think that was as real as I guess it is because mm -hmm. um, I don't really feel that way about Houston. I like Houston's team. I, I think Houston's really talented. I understand they did that, and I just think they're still very good, and I don't think they needed just that to do it. Like, this isn't a team to me that was like, you know, Brady Anderson back in the day hit 50 home runs because he took steroids. He would have never hit 50 home runs, Okay. Like, I think Houston still could have won and beat everybody without cheating and trash cans. I think they could have. I think they're good enough. So I don't know why they even did it. But, and I think they've been good. And they built that thing from scratch. And I like that. Um, and I still think they're very talented and dangerous because I think what we're learning in the postseason is experience matters. Mm -hmm. uh, part of the reason why the Rays had like 10 out of 13 pitchers that weren't on their roster last year. They're going home. I think the Brewers, in a sense, have some of that. Uh, they're going home. You know, I think I think it matters. Uh, and so I think Houston is dangerous, like really dangerous. Uh, and also I think they got the better of the Red Sox. I think on paper they are better. But I, I do sense it. Here Nobody we go. Here wants we go them to win. It's well, would you change, would, wait, change the record. Here we go again. Who's the, be who's the better team? I mean, I mean, obviously the Astros because the Red Sox suck as far as I'm concerned because I've been told this now for the past couple months. And here we are in the, in, in the final. Or not in the final, but obviously, you know, well, what do we want to call it? The championship series. Championship series, thank you. Well, you're right. But, Casey, you would even say that Houston's better team, right? I mean, yeah, on paper. But who's yes. hotter right now? 
Yeah, I don't think any. That's I mean, debatable, though. I mean, right? I mean, they heck, the Astros just put up ten runs. I, they kind of blitzed the White Sox yeah, for the most part. I was under the impression that the White Sox were not that good, so that's yeah. that. But I can't, I can't say that the the Astros are hotter than the Red Sox because the Red Sox had to win games in the regular season. They had to beat the Yankees, and then they beat the best team in the American League on according to the record obviously that didn't play out as it did but they've been playing more meaningful games recently they've been hotter longer so i would lean that way in that scenario um okay. it's hockey season anyways casey don't worry about it right <laughs> i mean right <laughs> don't worry about it uh yeah i get it i mean all right bottom line is who you're rooting for so everybody's going to say that most people are going to say the giants would you say the giants casey you probably don't hate the braves as much as well austin lane today does I don't have a lot of hate for the Braves, but I am rooting for the Giants because they have, uh, well, Evan Longoria is a start, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And I like Chris Bryant, so I, I am rooting for the Giants. But it is fascinating. I said this to Austin. Like, people collectively, like on Twitter and whatnot, are rooting for the Giants. And I think we forget that the Giants won three out of six mm -hmm. in the early 2010s. So I think it's just people forget so quick that these things happen. But, yes, I am rooting for the yeah, Giants. you're right. They won at 10, 12, 14, I believe it was, every the even years. Um Listen, the Braves are a nice story, too, because of Noah Cunha and Soroka and the injuries. To, to be here is amazing. You know, but San Francisco is not that different than, like, the Red Sox story. They weren't supposed to be like this. No, they're the Giants supposed are to be an bad. incredible yeah. story. Yeah, they're supposed to finish, like, just ahead of Arizona, I think, in that division. So it, it's incredible. By the way, Gabe Kapler, too, who the Phillies basically said, you, you can't manage, and look what he's done. <laughs> Sure. I mean, what does this say about, like, the Phillies organization that <laughs> Gabe Kapler's doing with the Giants organization? Uh, I think you're right. I think the Giants are a fun team to root for. Hard to have a lot of animosity toward the Giants unless you're a Dodgers fan. Uh, we'll be back. Football at 5 coming up next. String Sports Brewery here on a Wednesday. Jaguars All Access at 7 o'clock on Fox 30 as well from right here at Strings. Come on out. Maybe I'll buy you a beer today.